Welcome to another edition of the Bassin Interaction Podcast. I'm your host, Stephen Bassin, news reporter and sports reporter for CentralJersey.com. Happy Memorial Day weekend, the unofficial start of summer. You know, I'm filming this on May 27th, so tomorrow, Friday, May 28th, our mask mandate comes off. Normalcy is coming back. People are vaccinated. It's a good time. It's a good time that normalcy is back. And also the fun is about to begin with spring sports playoffs starting next week. So a lot of great stuff going on. And we got a nice weekend of games in the short conference, for example, that um, will be fun to watch. Uh, both the boys and girls lacrosse ga- um, games are set for their championships as well as baseball and softball. Um, congrats first off to Mar- Marlboro Tennis, their boys tennis program winning the short conference championship again this year. Congrats to them. They won it last week. So we'll see this weekend who wins the other ones. Um, you know, on the girls across side, we got Rumson Fairhaven versus Trinity Hall. And then on the boys side, Rumson Fairhaven versus Manasquan. So those are going to be some pretty good matchups right there. And then we switch over to the baseball and softball side where – in baseball, you got Middletown South upsetting rival Middletown North and then knocking off Rumson Fairhaven, which was on a tear, and they knocked off the number one seed Jackson Memorial last week. Um, the Eagles got the victory today, 5-1. to one. They advanced to the finals where they'll face Red Bank Catholic, who beat Manalpan in the other semifinal on Wednesday. So you got the cases for the Eagles Saturday for the baseball short conference championships. And on the softball side, you got Donovan Catholic against the undefeated Cougars of Colts Neck, who are 18-0 on the season, and beat Madawan 3-2 on Wednesday to advance to their first ever short conference championship game. So those are some great matchups to look out for this weekend. And then, of course, starting Tuesday, everything begins with the state playoffs going on in the sectional round. So a lot of fun and excitement is coming. We missed out on it last year, so it's really pumped up and exciting this year, especially with their – being crowds and people being able to get out there and watch these great athletes go up for championships. So it's going to be fun. You know, it's going to be fun to watch track and field tournaments, you know, from the sectionals to groups to the tournament of champions in June, as well as girls and boys lacrosse and tennis. It's it's fun. The fun is back. Let's just say that. So, um, you know, it's exciting times. And on this edition of the Bass Interaction Podcast, I'm going to go in depth a little bit about the softball and baseball state tournaments with my updated top 10 rankings for both baseball and softball. So I will have that as well as an exclusive interview with Colts Neck ace Ava Metzger. Um, she's having a great senior season for the Cougars, helping them be 8-0 and 18-0, like I mentioned before, and making it to uh, the short conference championship game. Um, Division one pitcher. Having just an outstanding senior season, had a big game against Madawan, 10 strikeouts, struck out the last two batters with the bases loaded to get the win there in the top of the seventh. So big game pitcher, big moments comes through. So um, please stay tuned for that interview with Ava. It was a pleasure having her on, and she was a great person to talk to. So um, let's get started, though, with the rankings, and we'll start with softball, and we'll start with the Colts that Cougars who remain number one on the Central Jersey softball high school list. As number one team, they're 18-0. Like I mentioned, they advanced to their first championship game in the short conference with a 3-2 victory over Madawan yesterday. I was at that game, and it was a battle of nutrition, like I wrote in my 
story, which is up on CenturyJersey.com. So if you haven't checked it out yet, please do. Um, and it was it was a bad nutrition. Matawan early on got the one nothing lead. Um, Chloe Matalevo gave him the lead early on with an RBI single. Kolsek fights back to tie it. Then Matawan retakes the lead in the following inning off an error. And then Melissa Deisler ties the game in, in the bottom of the third inning at 2-2. And then ends up scoring the game-winning run in the bottom of the sixth on a wild pitch. And Kolsek went on to win 3-2. But it was a battle. Both short conference teams... Played excellent. Um, you can see why Madawan's one of the top five teams in the short conference, and you can see why Colts Neck is undefeated. I mean, it was a great game between those two squads. And uh, but Colts Neck, listen, they are the best team right now that I've seen in Central Jersey. They're eighteen and zero from Mesker in the circle and at the plate. She's having a great season at the plate, and we'll touch on it in the interview. She leads the team with twenty six RBIs this season, but um, one hundred ninety five strikeouts in the circle. She's having a great senior year. Melissa Deisler's having an outstanding season for them. You know, like I mentioned, responsible for the game tying and, and game winning run to help them go to the championship game, the Cougars. Cassie Rayleigh is having an awesome season behind the plate. Her first season behind the plate, as Ava told me in the interview, um, 28 hits this year to lead the team. She scored 31 runs from the leadoff spot. She's having a nice year. Uh, Kate Magger having a nice year at shortstop. So up and down the list, Colts Neck has gotten contributions up and down its lineup from the underclassmen to the upperclassmen. And they're just having an outstanding season. And they're 18-0. We'll see what they can do against Donovan Catholic. It's going to be a really good game. Donovan's the top team. But um, with a stud like Metzger in the circle, Colts Neck's got a chance. So um, it'll be interesting to see. That game, by the way, 2 p.m. at Donovan Catholic on Saturday. So mark the calendars if you get want to go see those two teams play for a short conference championship. So the Cougars, number one on the top 10 Central Jersey softball rankings list. Uh, number two is St. Thomas Aquinas. Trojans, 17-2, number one seed in the GMC. Oh, and I forgot to mention, too, with Colts Neck, they are the number one seed in Central Jersey Group 3, So, um, which I believe they should win. Um, it, sh it will be very interesting see how that section goes. But Colts Neck is – Heads and shoulders above the top teams in that grouping. So I expect them to take Central Jersey Group 3. For St. Thomas Aquinas, they're the number three seed in Central in the South Jersey non-public Group A section, which is loaded because it's not just Donovan Catholic and the Trojans. You also got Notre Dame, the CDC champs. So um, they have a really tough bracket there. But the Trojans, like I mentioned, they're 17-2. They're the number one seed in the GMC tournament which will be interesting to see how they do there. I think they have a good shot at winning that. Um, yes, the last couple of week, the last week they've lost their first two games, but Cranford's a hell of a team. So is Immaculate Heart. They're always in that tournament of champions at the end of the day. But, um, you know, they, they they got their first win in the tournament by being Millsex. There's no slouch, 10 to nothing. And then we'll see how they do from there on out. But, um, you know, the Trojans having a very nice season, and they were named number two on my list. Number three on my top 10 list are the Raiders of Hillsboro. Hillsboro's having an amazing season. Just an amazing season, 14 and two. Um, after that loss to Montgomery to start off the year, the Raiders went on a, just a tear, a tear of great games, winning 11 in a row. They lost to watch on Hills was having an amazing season right now. This end of season, they're on a hot streak there in the Skyline Conference. But, um, you know, 
they're having a great season. The Raiders are the number two seed in Central Division Group Four, even though they beat the number one seed in Hundred Central, and I was at the game fourteen and four to nothing. But they are the number two seed, and um, you know, but the Raiders they're having a really good season. Having a good season, have been lights out. Katie Rigel at the top of the lineup's been getting on base, scoring runs for them. I think the biggest thing though for the Raiders is Sarah Davenport, who's having an amazing season as a sophomore, has over 200 strikeouts, I believe, 222 strikeouts. Just unbelievable what she's been able to do in the circle her first year at the varsity level for the Raiders. And, again, she's a girl like Metzger. If she's on, you got a shot to win. But um, they're in group two, group four. They got a shot at winning that. You know, like I mentioned, they've already beaten 100 Central. You know, I'm playing in that Skyland Conference, which is very top-heavy this year with Montgomery, Watch on Hills. Um, Northern 100 and 800 and Central, you, you got all those teams in there. You know, you're facing into the best of the best, and and they have beaten the best of the best most of the time, um, Hillsborough. So I think they'll do pretty well in Group 4 tournament. And, you know, like I mentioned, they've been just having a great season. Um, I would say Sarah Davenport is maybe like the most – the breakout and best newcomer probably, I think, in the state with what she's been able to do in the circle for uh, the Trojans. I mean, not sure, since the Raiders uh, this season. So Hillsboro is number three on my top ten list. Number four, we go to that South Jersey non-public A bracket and the number two-seeded Notre Dame Irish. They are my number four seed. They're 16-1. and one. They won the CVC tournament just last week. They, they beat Robbinsville for it. Having a great season, like I mentioned, 16-1, and one, and they have a shot. I mean, it's a, it's going to be a very interesting bracket. I mean, with Donovan Catholic, um, St. Thomas Aquinas, who I just mentioned, and in, in, in Notre Dame, they are the top three teams. I mean, any one of them, I believe, can probably win this bracket um, if looking at it. And then you got a four seed in St. John, John Vianney, who, yes, they're not the St. John Vianney of old, but they can give you some haywire maybe in that quarterfinal. Um, Diamond Catholic, um, that rivalry, but um, you know, we'll see what happens. But um, you know, Aquinas, if it happens to be Aquinas, Notre Dame, and that in semifinal, that will be one hell of a game. Let's just say that. So, uh, the Irish are number four on my list, and finishing up the top five in my Central Jersey softball rankings is Freehold Township, uh, the Patriots again. Continuing to have a great season, 16-2 and two on the season. Um, you know, new coaches and all. You know, Coach Josh Mell, who coaches the boys' soccer team, I mean, he has the Patriots playing great. With all the coach changes they've had to deal with to start off the year, they're just playing excellent uh, so far. You know, they fell a Matawan in that um, in, the, in the quarterfinals. That was a tough loss for them. But, um, you know, overall, they have beaten whatever team they have beaten. They are the best team you will put in that um, – a north of um, um, standings there in the division for the short conference. You know, Marlboro, who's been on a tear lately, they swept them early on. They swept the Eagles. Um, they swept Howell. Uh, I saw the 9 nothing game against Howell. They've just been playing excellent right now. Um, they're the number three seed in group four. So, um, I mean, it's going to be interesting. I mean, them and 100 and Central go up against each other. That's going to be an interesting game. You know, Davenport on one side for Hillsborough, and you got uh, Nikki Luzina on the other side for um, Friel, who's, you know, don't sit on her. She can pitch. She's a pretty good pitcher um, for the Patriots. That would be a nice matchup to see there going at it. But, um, 
Listen, the Patriots, they've been rolling 16-2 on season. That little blip in the quarterfinals against Matawan, it, it's tough. But, hey, they've been playing well. I think they can make a nice run in that Central Jersey Group 4 tournament. So the Patriots are number five on my softball top ten rankings list. Number six, we go to the Burlington Scholastic League where the Scotties are uh, rolling, and they are in the number 16 on my list. Uh, Coach O'Leary has her Scotties playing their best softball at the right time. They're on a 12-game winning streak as we speak. I saw them win their 12th game against Burlington Township 11-5 on Monday. Uh, they're 14-1 on the season. They're only lost, by the way, against Hillsborough. So the only team they've lost to is one of the top teams in the rankings and in the state. So um, they've just been rolling through uh, the Burlington uh, Scholastic, Howling Scholastic League this year, um, you know, with what they've been able to do. The bats have been really working. For uh, the Scotties, uh, Brianna Fisher, I saw her break out for two home runs against Burlington Township. She's been having a nice get year. Angelina Marino at the t- um, at first base leading off for the Scotties, leads the team in hits. She's been great. Um, Sophia Peterson in the cleanup pole has played well, leads the team in RBIs. So up and down the lineup, the Scotties have been playing really well. Um, Allison Hope has also pitched well. Um, again, for the Scotties, their main thing is up and down the lineup. They hit, they make plays in the field. That's how they do things. And um, if they continue to do that, they have a good shot at winning uh, the Central Jersey Group 2 bracket. They're the number one seed in that. So um, remember, they're the defending champs in that. Don't be surprised if they can win that again. They also won the Liberty Division again for the second year in a row, technically. So, um, you know, listen, Sky's playing really well. Like I mentioned, they're on a 12-game winning streak and rolling. So um, Bordentown, number six on my top ten list. Uh, number seven, we go to GMC, and we go to Matuchin. That's right. The Bulldogs are my number 17 on the list. They stand at 15-5 and five on the season currently, and they'll face um, Old Bridge in the uh, quarterfinals of the tournament um, this Saturday. Uh, but, you know, Matuchin having a nice season, 15-5. and five. They're also the number four seed in the Central Jersey Group 2 um, bracket. So, you know, it'll be very interesting to see what they do. But um, Coach Anna Thompson has the Bulldogs playing pretty well. Yes, they haven't played well as of late. The tough loss to Aquinas by two runs, and they lost to JPC, which is an upset. Um, I'll say this. If they can bounce back, they lost to Old Bridge um, early this week. If they can beat them in the quarterfinals, I think that can really help them make a run in the quarter, in that GMC to make it possibly um, to the final. I mean, I know South Brunswick's a good team, but I wouldn't be surprised if they – beat them. I, I think they can. They can make it to the finals. But um, the Bulldogs, I believe, is a good program. Continue to win. I think they'll be a team to watch out for in the GMC tournament and could make a little run there in Group 2. So they are my uh, number seven seed on my um, list of rankings for uh, Central Jersey softball teams at the high school level. Number eight, Matawan, 12-5 um, and five on the year. Tough loss to Colts Neck. I mean, three to two, and I mentioned it. I mean, they had the lead twice early on. Um, the Huskies, um, Chloe Montalevio, who's having a, a great season. I mean, you can't deny what she's been able to do for the Huskies, leading the way for them in the three-hole. Um, gives them the lead. They After Coltsnack ties it, they bounce back the next inning, find a way to, uh, to take the lead back. But just unfortunately, after the third inning, they couldn't get any big hit off Metzger to win the game. They had the bases loaded there in the seventh, two chances with one out, couldn't get it done. But, um, you know, still, they are a good team. They've proven that 
Um, they're the number um, four seed in the uh, New Jersey Section 2 Group 3 um, bracket, uh, which they can do some a little damage in there. Um, you know, we'll see how they do. I mean, after a tough loss like that, we'll see how Coach O'Brien gets her team rolling here to end the season. Um, I believe they face Neptune, and then they go face Somerville in the first round of the, of the playoffs. So um, see if they can, you know, get a nice win going in and then get rolling there. But, um, again, listen, this team can't hit. I mean, Chloe Montalabo, like I mentioned, leads the way. Hitting-wise, has 28 hits. I mentioned that big RBI single she has. Casey Antos um, leads the team and runs batted in. Has been playing well at catcher um, for them. And also on the mound, Alyssa Emont, um went toe-to-toe with Metzger. Had seven strikeouts in the game. Kept um, Coltsnack off balance at the plate. Again, I mean, Deisler – to start the sixth inning, got on with an error. It wasn't even on anything else. So um, she's a good pitcher. She'll keep you in game. So um, the Huskies are number eight on my list. At number nine, we stay in the short conference, and we go to Raritan, who is uh, 14 and 14-5 on the season and are the number three team seed in the Central Jersey Group 2 tournament. So you got Metuchen, Raritan, Bordentown, Robbinsville, all teams that I feel could maybe win this um, tournament. I really do out of those. Um, you know, CBC is great for softball, and Robinsville has been dominating that the last couple of years. Bordentown is the defending champs. Raritan is a power-hungry team with a lot of great bats. And then you got a touching team who's scrappy, who who can make a run there as well. So, um, But <laughs> back to, um, to Raritan, the Rockets, 14-5 on the season. Um, I cover them against Monmouth Regional, who's no slouch either. They're a winning ball club, and uh, I saw them just take it to them, um, twelve to nothing in the game I covered. Um, and then afterwards, unfortunately for them, they lost to Towns River East in the uh, in the first round of the short conference tournament. That was a big blip for them. But since then, they have won five of their last six games, so they have gotten things rolling. Coach Rosner's gotten his Rockets back playing well. They got a two game set with um, Homedale coming up before they start off the playoffs. But um, the Rockets are a very quality, very good team, and they can, like I mentioned, hit. I mean, Sarah O'Leary's got 10 home runs. I saw her hit two <laughs> you know, against Monmouth Regional. She's got 36 runs batted in. She's just been having an electrifying senior year, one of the best hitters I've seen so far this season. Um, you know, Kirsten Dunn's been pitching very well for them, uh, as well the Rockets stepping in there. Yes, she's not going to strike out a lot of people, but the Rockets do make plays behind her. So, um, you know, it's just – you know, good team have been playing well. Um, Maria Tadio has been uh, been playing well for the Rockets um, as well. Um, you know, I mentioned Sarah O'Leary. Corey Gargiello has been playing very well for the Rockets. So up and down the lineup, they can hit, especially uh, like I mentioned, Sarah O'Leary, who's just, I mean, look at these stats. 10 home runs, 36 runs batted in, 22 runs scored, 29 hits. An amazing senior year for the first baseman of the Rockets. Uh, Raritan stands at number nine on my list. And finishing off the top ten of the Central Jersey High School softball rankings, we go back to the CVC and we go to Allentown, who's 12-6 and six on the year. Remember, made to the CVC semifinals, gave Notre Dame a game, lost by one, um, four to three, but gave the Irish all they can muster. They are the number four seed in Central Jersey Group 3, so, unfortunately for them, they are going to be paired with um, Coltsneck most likely 
if it happens like that in the semifinals. But, um, you know, Allentown, an up-and-coming team. Expect them to have a big season next year, be one of the top teams in the CBC. But um, they have a 12-6 and record. Give Notre Dame a game. I mean, they're playing very well. They're 12-6 and on the year. I think they can make a run to the semifinals where they'll unfortunately lose to the Colts tonight. But I think that's where the Redbirds can make it. So um, that's my top 10. So, again, the same top two, Colts Neck and St. Thomas Aquinas. Hillsborough jumps up to number three on the list. Notre Dame jumps up to number four. Bordentown joins the list at number six. Um, so that's my uh, top ten. So uh, thank you all for listening. Uh, before I get into my baseball top ten rankings and how things will go in that tournament, I'm going to bring you my interview with Ava Metzger. Like I mentioned before, the senior ace of the Colts Net Cougars have been having an amazing senior season, 195 strikeouts and 102 innings. She only had 135 strikeouts and 116 innings as a sophomore, so she's already beaten that. Um, leads the team in RBIs at 26. That's 27 hits, 26 RBIs. Um, just been doing it in all phases to um, anchor a Colts Neck team that is undefeated and has a shot at winning its first ever short conference championship. So here we go. Here is my interview with senior star pitcher of the Colts Neck Cougars, Ava Metzger. All right. And we are back here on the Bass Interaction Podcast, and I am with Ava Metzger, um, Colsnick ace. Um, just helped her team make it to the uh, Short Conference Championship game with a 3-2 victory over Matawan. You had 10 Ks in the in the contest. I mean, just talk about what you were able to accomplish yesterday, Ava. I know I talked to you after the game and you were excited, but after a day of soaking it all and how excited are you? Yeah, so at first it didn't look like I was excited in the videos. Everyone was texting it to me and said, you don't look that happier in the uh, championship game, but being able to watch everything back and see all the craziness, it's really soaking in that like we really are making school history, and it's crazy to think that no other Colts next softball team has done this. So it's just it holds like a special place in my heart right now. Um, you know, four years ago, I remember covering you as a freshman, and they were saying like watch out for this group of – of, of seniors we got some talent coming up in the program how does it feel like four years ago they were talking about you guys like that and now it, it, it's proven that way it's come full circle and you guys are now going to be contending for a, a short conference championship yeah so i would honestly um classify us as the underdogs you know we were talked about a little bit here and there but now all you hear is cold snack this and that and it's just crazy to think that Four years really does fly by when you think about it, how we were freshmen four years ago. And also doesn't help that we had a season taken away from us. So it's just really special to be able to accomplish this with the three other girls that I started with. Um, you know, you mentioned that you missed out on last year. Um, you know, I ask a lot of athletes on this podcast about how they handle COVID. But they, there was a difference. You didn't have a season. They worked around all the stuff they had to with COVID. You didn't have one last year. What did you do to keep yourself mentally and physically ready for this season? Yes. Yeah, so I worked really hard on the season that was taken away from us. I was working out every single day and just pitching or hitting. And I really took the time in the off season in the winter with my travel team and really prepared myself. And I was just taking, I wasn't taking anything for granted at that point because the season was so fragile and it could be taken away from us at any point, but now COVID's finally winding down a little bit. So it's a little bit more set in place, but it's still up in the air. 
how'd you keep yourself like mentally sharp? Like what motivated you to be like, all right, I'm going to get these many throws in, or I'm going to get these many dry swings, or I'm going to hit off a tee, like stuff like that. What kept you motivated that, hey, there's going to be a chance for me to shine on the diamond. It's going to be a bit, but I'm going to get that chance. Yeah, so I'm not really a stat person, but when I do look at my stats, I see that I'm close to the 500 strikeouts and I'm close to that 100 hits. And it's very hard to accomplish that in just three years, let alone four years. So I really use those numbers to just push myself and tell myself that it's possible to accomplish that as long as I keep my mind to it. And I was very determined and hopefully I could get to those numbers, but it's a stretch. <laughs> now you, you mentioned your numbers. You got 195 Ks this year in 102 innings. You know what your numbers were your sophomore year? Um, they were like half of that, I think. <laughs> yeah, it's like it was 135. Yeah. One, she already blew those out of the water. Yeah. Blew that out of the water. Um, do you know how far you are to get getting that strikeout number? Um, I think I need like uh eighty something more, seventy something more. Okay, so it's 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 definitely it can be attained, but it's gonna be hard. It's attainable, you know, but I would need to throw a good game every single game. <laughs> well, I'll, I'll only ask you this: you didn't. You told me after the game, "Hey, I didn't have my best stuff yesterday." You still struck out ten batters, and you face a Madawan team that has twelve wins, and I can probably say deserves to be the number three ranked team in the short conference. So it's not like even with your not your greatest stuff, you can still get the job done. Double the strikeouts. Yeah. So yesterday was a little shaky. You know, can't control the uncontrollables, the heat, and whatever. But um, I just really made sure that I just kept throwing strikes. You know, I had a lot of walks yesterday, but um, at that point I was just ready to get the game over with. And I was really relying on my team um, defense. I mean, offensively with the runs so that we could be ahead that way instead of working from behind. Um, as a pitcher, um, what's something that you worked on during your time away last year during COVID that you've seen work? Is it a pitch? Is it your delivery? Any changes you made that have made you so lethal this year? Yeah, so what um, one pitch is definitely like my rise ball has come a long way. I've been working on it for four years, and I'm finally starting to perfect it. And then what I've been preached on since I was little is working ahead in your count, and the first pitch strike really does matter. And most people don't swing at it anyways, so sometimes I will just throw it right down the middle and hope they won't hit it. But being able to get ahead in the count is really what's helped me this year. And you got ahead in the count in those last two batters. You know, it's a perfect example. Uh, I think, you know, what? You were 0-2 on um, the last batter of the game against Maddie, And I think with Kansi Antos, you were – I think you were, I think you were 1-1. or I, I, I would have to look back at it. But, I think 2-2. Yeah. You got ahead in the count, though, on both of those where mm -hmm. you, you kind of controlled the at-bat instead of them having to, you know, kind of control it with, like, a hitter's count. Yeah, as a pitcher, it's really important to get ahead in those counts because then it's a pitcher's count, they call it, and you, you're able to throw a pitcher's pitch. So that might be like a curveball in the river or it could be a rise ball above the hands, and they'll have to chase at it because they never know if it's going to be called a strike or not. Uh -huh. um, you know, we talked about your pitching. Now about your hitting because you're having a good year hitting. I mean, 26 runs batted in is no joke. <laughs> you have 27 hits on the year. 
Uh, what's been your approach at the plate? Um, so my approach at the plate is if it's yes, yes, no. And if it's a strike, then you swing at it. But I um, like to select like in the zone where I like to save. So if it's there, then I just hack at it. I got you. Yeah. Um, do you think, you know, what's one thing, if you look back at these last four years, what's one thing, you know, you mentioned how well you got better at pitching. What's really helped you get better as a hitter? Because you're someone, again, they don't want to get you into a hitter's count because they know if they have to throw something down the middle, you're going to swing at it. Yeah, so I like to work on the tee. Obviously, I focus more on pitching, but I like to do my drills off the tee and really just get my reps in at that point and really focus on the mechanics rather than um, just hitting. It's uh, quality over quantity to me. <laughs> yeah. Quality over quantity? Yeah. So, so if you, all right, so let me ask you this. If you had like, if you're in batting practice and you had a good round of like eight of 10 swings, you're done for the day? Yeah, I don't want to mess anything <laughs> up. <laughs> I got you. I got you. Um, this has been such an amazing season for you guys. I mean, 18 and out, you're playing for a championship. What was it like this afternoon? Um, talk with the girls, you know, just embracing like, wow, two days we're going to be facing one of the best teams in the state the last 10 years, and we're going to have a shot at winning something that's never been done in this school's history. Yeah, so I always have to remind the girls um, not to get too cocky because we are still undefeated, and you never know when you're going to lose a game, win a game, what's going to happen. But one thing about our team that um, we love is our team chemistry. We all get along really well. And I think that's what's making us really successful is that we all get along and we all pick each other up when someone's down. And I just remind the girls that like, obviously me and coach are very proud of them. No matter what happens, if we win this game, that's great. We made school history, but if we lose this game, we still made school history. And it's just really crazy to think that like it's never happened and we can make it happen. Um, why do you think you got, girls are so close? Like, did the pandemic bring you guys together at all? I just think it's a great group of girls. Like, all the girls are very friendly and really just get along with each other. We honestly didn't really hang out, like, during quarantine or anything because our team is very young. So most of us came in here, like, not really knowing each other. But I think it's just such a great group of kind girls and team players that we all just get along with each other. And you're working with a catcher that's playing varsity for the first time, too. So yeah. that must be for you something different. You know, you used to be the youngster. Now you're the veteran, quote unquote, controlling it. How has that worked? Because she's having a really nice year, too, for you guys at the place. Yeah, Emily's been really great for us. I mean, this is her first year catching, let alone she has to catch a Division One pitcher. And she's really been doing such a great job. And I'm actually very proud of her. And she's really, um, blowing away my expectations i had them set kind of low for her but she was doing way more than i expected her to do and she's doing such a great job at it um you know we, if we go back to last game where are you guys thinking the bottom of the six when melissa gets on i mean you know what's 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 it going on in the dugout you know take me through the atmosphere yeah, so all the girls, we make sure that they're up on the fence cheering everyone on at all times and making sure that the energy is really high. And we're actually very proud of the underclassmen because their energy and attitude during that whole game was fantastic. And we knew Melissa's not 
speedy, but we knew she could score the run for us because she was determined to get that go-ahead run. And so when um, the catcher missed the pass ball, we were all screaming for her to go, just run, run, run. And she made it safely, which is good. And we were all just so hype about it. You know, when that happens, do you, do you have to think to yourself, I have to go back and pitch? Did that cross your mind, like, when that happened? Yeah, I realized we were the home team, and I was like, oh, like, we still need three more outs, so don't get too excited yet. Like, we still got to get through three more outs in order to win. And you got it done. I mean, would you say that's maybe one of your biggest moments ever in high school? Yeah, definitely. I mean, um, the pressure was really set high after I walked, and then we had a, a couple errors and hiccups in the field, but – we really applied the pressure to ourselves. And honestly, it was a good learning experience because we fought through that pressure and we were able to get the job done. Yeah. Um, now, it's not just the short conference championship that you guys have like aspirations for. You're the number one seed in the Central Jersey Group 3 tournament, which is a tough tournament. You're going to face some pretty good teams. Mm. Um, the fact that you guys have a shot at also winning a sectional title, which hasn't been done in program history, is it just like crazy? As Coach said, like every win after this is history? Yeah, every win after this is history at this point. I mean, win or lose, we're making history still. And we just have to take it one game at a time because there could be upsets. And we haven't played most of these teams either. So we're really going in there facing new teams we haven't seen yet. So we don't know, especially with last year, um, we don't know who's good and who's bad. It's all like – a mystery at this point. It's a jigsaw, as he said, right? Yeah, Coach yeah, said it was a jigsaw. <laughs> it's all jigsaw. Um, yeah. You know, for yourself, you know, I know you got Manhattanville coming up shortly, which is, again, congrats on going Division One and getting to pitch there. You know, you're going to get to pitching some big games there. Is it fun knowing that, hey, everything out here now, I'm going to get to pitching some big games. Then I'm going to get to pitching big games in college like, I didn't get to play last year, but all this fun stuff is is coming at me, and the wait is over, kind of. I don't know yeah, if I had to explain it right. Yeah, no, it's really great to know that I'm able to have make this season fun, all the pressures off of me in the travel world because I am committed and signed now to Manhattan College. But um, this senior year, I'm just making it so fun, and honestly, playing more relaxed and fun, I think, is also what's making me more successful. Not being uptight and in my head is obviously a plus because I'm just giving it my all at this point and just making the most of it, and it's just been really fun so far. Awesome. Now, to the big game Saturday, Donovan Catholic. Give me what's – where are the keys? What do you know you got to do in the circle to face a very good lineup and give your team a chance to win? Yeah, so this is probably going to be the best hitting team we've seen so far. So I'm really going to have to make sure I get ahead in those counts. And when I'm ahead in those counts, to not throw strikes or anything too hittable. And, you know, defense will have to play behind me well. We don't, we can't afford those four errors like we had in the last game. But I'm pretty confident that we got them out during that game. So we'll be fine for this game now. Um we also just need to hit and just get to a lead, and I think we'll be okay. You think it's going to be fun to see not just, like, parents, but, like, you know, kids and all from the Frio Regional High School District coming to watch you guys play because you're a big story right now, and people are noticing. 
Yeah, when you think of softball, you don't really think of a crowd coming to come watch you. But knowing that um, at this Donovan Catholic game that there is going to be a crowd of people, I think that's just going to supply us with more energy and more almost like swag to our play, if you say, because we're going to be out there. And I think it'll give us more confidence, especially because we'll have people outside of our school and even outside of our district, friends and family that are cheering us on. Did you ever think like four years, hey, I'm going to be pitching this championship game against one of the best teams in the state? Honestly, no. <laughs> <laughs> well, you're going to get that opportunity. It's going to happen yeah. 2, 2 p.m. Saturday at Donovan Catholic. Yeah. Um, you're going to get that opportunity. Um, Ava, I want to say thank you so much for coming on. And yeah, thank you for me. having me. No, no worries. Um, congrats again on your stellar season so far. Um, for everybody listening, please go watch Ava and the Cougars take on Donovan Catholic 2 p.m. Saturday. Um, good luck to you. And um, I hope to get to see you soon and talk more um, history-making moments that you and the Cougars make down the line this year. Yes, definitely. For sure. Thank you. Have a great night. Thanks. You too. And thank you, Ava, for coming on the podcast to talk about the success you've had this season in the circle and at the plate and helping Colts Neck advance to its first ever short conference championship game. The Cougars keep making history. We'll see 2 p.m. Saturday if they can continue to make history facing, you know, one of the powerhouses here in the state in Donovan Catholic and win a championship. So it should be a good matchup. Metzger versus that lineup at Donovan Catholic. Uh, should be a good one to watch. The other side of the short conference final in baseball is RBC Middletown South. And that should be a good one. Eagles looking for their first championship since 1996, I believe, um, when Coach Antonucci was the guy um, patrolling the um, – not patrolling the sidelines, but, you know, in the dugout coaching the Eagles versus the Casey's that have uh, – been, you know, they've been a top team, but they fall on the radar. People don't think they're as good as Jackson Memorial. They had that tough loss to Rumsup Davin. But um, you know, right now the Casey's have been rolling. Nice five to two victory over Manalpin, who's been one of the hottest teams before this last stretch of games coming in to make it to the final. And uh they stand as my number one team in my new Central Jersey high school baseball top ten rankings, which will start. Now, and we start with the Casey's, like I just mentioned, my number one team. They're 17-3, short conference tournament finalists. And everyone knows about Panzini, the Virginia commit, who's having an amazing season on, on the hill for the Casey's. But they've been able to win with, you know, with not doing a lot on the mound. You know, Anthony Borrelio had a great um, semifinal against Manalpin, you know, helping the Casey's get to that um, – get to the championship, three hits, two RBIs um, in his five at-bats. So he had a really good game. He's just been killing it, leading the way for them um, in the lineup. So, um, you know, they've been playing very well, the Casey's, and right now they stand at 17-3 on the season. Panzini did not pitch a lot of innings. I believe he went two innings in that semifinal. So he'll be ready. I believe he'll be the guy starting up against Milltown South with Shield, who went five and two-thirds through 111 pitches. So I don't think you'll see him for the Eagles. They'll have to go to somebody else for that game. But, um, you know, the you're, they're playing at home. You know, things you know things might be going the Casey's way right now. They could be looking at a short conference championship and 
back at the top of the conference. They stand at number one on my top ten. Number two in my top ten Central Jersey High School baseball rankings is Manalapan. Uh, the you know the Braves before this last stretch of games were just on a roll in how they were playing. Um, the 14-5 season, Brian Boyce has his team back at the top of Central Jersey Group 4 again after a dominant performance just two years ago. Um, you know, unfortunately, they fell up short against Red Bank Catholic, but hey, they're the number one seed in that Central Jersey Group 4 bracket. Um, you know, Hunter Central is going to be tough, no doubt about it. They're the number two seed there. You know, Middletown South's number three. You're going to deal with them. Even Friel Township at number six can give you a little bit of a run for your money. I mean... It's not going to be the easiest bracket this year, but um, Braves have a good shot at um, making another run at a championship there um, with the season they've been having. And also the Monmouth County Tournament as well. You know, like I mentioned, RBC as well, if they, if they want that, they have a shot at it as well. But, um, you know, for Manalpin, it's, um, you know, again, they continue just to win games and they've been having a really um, fine season there. And, um, again, in a very competitive A North, as always, they've been able to um, have a good season. Chris Marzo's having a nice year. So is Anthony Moreau. Um, both those seniors doing big things for the Braves. So Manalpin, number two on my top 10 Central Jersey High School baseball rankings. Number three, Jackson Memorial. And, yes, I know Jaguars haven't been playing well as of late. Um, some tough losses. Um, you know, Rumson Ferry even getting upset by them just last week in the uh, in the quarterfinals of the short conference tournament. Um, Leiter beats them just the day before for Central Regional, and they fall up short against Brick Township for three straight losses. But they did beat Brick Township just now, 6 nothing. Um, You know, they're playing, you know, with what they have. I know offensively they haven't been putting up the numbers as of late that they could have with the lineup. But the fact of the matter is with the pitching that they have, okay, with Crotch felt um, there and Potok, I mean, that right-handed, left-handed combo of those two pitchers, they can rival anybody in the state. And I think them two in that central, not central, they're in the South Jersey uh, bracket, at, even as a 5C in a very tough, you know, section, I'm not going to lie, they can make a run at the semifinals or a championship with what they have. You know, Ty Beck's also having a very good, um, you know, senior season at that, you know, leading the way for them, you know, taking the reins of that leadership role, you know, watching the uh, big guys do it the last couple of years. He's now stepping into that role. He's having a nice year. So is Zach Roganke. So, um, you know, listen, they have the experience. They have the pitching. The Jaguars, if they can build up some wins here, they can get on a roll. And, you know, and at the end of the day, it's about pitching, you know, that's one thing about baseball. You got to have pitching. They do have that. Um, if they're on Crossfelt and Potok, their Division One arms, they can get you to a championship. So I still have them at number three. We'll see how they do in that South Jersey bracket. But I still believe in the Jaguars. I still think Pat George has a good team there. So the Jaguars stand at number three on my list. At number four, Middletown South. You see a trend here. A lot of short conference teams. Uh, the Eagles have made their run. Back to the Shore Conference Championship game. Um, you know, it's interesting with them. You thought they could make it last year with that senior group they had, um, led by Latito um, last year. But, of course, COVID hits. They don't get that opportunity. 
and that very heavy-duty senior lineup they had last year with a lot of college baseball experience and athletic guys going to play in college. But um, they ended up doing it this year, and they did it with a lot of big wins. Colts next, no slouch. They beat them 2-1 to one in the second round. In the quarterfinals, they upset Middletown North 3 to nothing, and then they beat Rumson Fairhaven, who was on a tear you know, running through teams and upsetting Jackson Memorial to make it to the championship game. They beat them five to one. Shield pitched in that game, five and two thirds, pitched a complete game against Middletown North. I was at that one in the quarterfinals. Um, so most likely he will be out for this week. But um, you know, Evan Wood came in, did a good job um saving it. They're they're probably gonna piece it together, Middletown South, the arms they have, but they are a very good hitting lineup. Um, what they have, staying zones, having a nice season there in the uh, three spot um, for um, for the Eagles. Um, you know, brings that veteran presence for them and everything else. Well, Christopher, who's kind of willed his way back to the fifth spot, I watched him play very well. He's having not a bad season as well for them. Evan Wood, the sophomore, picking up not just closing out the game against Rumson Berryman, but had a nice big RBI single in that Middletown North game. So, um, you know, listen, you know, Middletown South, up and down the lineup, they're going to get, you know, production. They're going to get guys that are going to step up and do some things. Matt Pontrary, you know, nice cleanup hitter as well. So um, they get on base. They'll score some runs. I don't know if they can beat the the Casey's. We'll see how they piece it together. And most likely with Panzini on the mound. But listen, anything can happen. We'll see. With that lineup, you know, you know, listen, they beat Frontera, Middletown, you know, South, who's no joke for Middletown North. We'll see how they do against Panzini in that championship game. It should be a good one. That as well as 2 o'clock, as I am told right now, on Saturday at Count Basie. Should be a great one. Eagles going for, I believe, their first championship in 1996, like I mentioned. So, um, should, short conference championship. So, it should be a good one to watch. So, they're number four on my list. And number five, to round it up, Rumson Fairhaven. So, yes, all five short conference teams I have that in my top five. Um, you know, the Bulldogs are 15-5 and five on the season. Wins against Jackson Memorial. They beat an RBC. You know, they've just rolled through um, some of these big games, and they are the number one seed in Central Jersey Group 2, and they have a shot at winning that. So, um, they are just on a roll right now. Also, the Monmouth County Tournament, they have a nice – Good chance of. Unfortunately, they don't get to play for that short conference championship. You know, both Milltown South and, and, and Rumson Ferry, I mean, you look at these two teams, they both come under the radar. You didn't know what to expect from them. And, you know, both teams have pulled off some big upset victories. I mean, you know, Milltown South, I mean, Rumson Ferry even was on a seven game winning streak when they beat them. So, I mean, you know, it's just, it's crazy to look at it. Um, but they've been playing very well, the Bulldogs. They deserve that number one seed in Central Jersey Group 2. And you look at the spring sports at Rumson Ferry. I mean, girls lacrosse, they're in the final in the short conference tournament. Boys lacrosse is in the final of the short conference tournament. You know, the baseball team's number one seed in group, Central Jersey Group 3. Central Group 2, excuse me, in Central Jersey Group 2. Um, all three teams have a shot at winning a sectional championship. You know, you look at the program that um, is going on at Rumson Ferry. I mean, the talent that comes there from every sport. I mean, we can talk about girls basketball, football, um, soccer, who won that, who won their championship this past year. I mean, some great talent there. But um, the Bulldogs round out my top five. They are 15-5 on the season. And like I mentioned, they are the number one seed in Central Jersey, group two. So that's my top five. 
my next couple of teams I'll rank. We go to GMC. Um, St. Joseph Metuchen, um, you know, 16-9. They've had some blips here and there, but still um, been having a nice season. They are going to meet up with, I mean, with Red Bank Catholic in that semifinal of the, I mean, quarterfinal, excuse me, of the uh, um, uh, South Jersey non-public A group, which should be a good game between those two teams um, going at each other. Um, so they'll be there. You know, they're the number two seed in GMC, and they got a good shot at winning it. We'll see how they do against Edison, and then they'll either play North Brunswick or South Brunswick in the final, which will be next Sunday. But, um, you know, they have a good shot. I, I, you know, they're the favorite right now to win the uh, GMC. Um, you know, them and Monroe have been interesting to see how that goes. Remember, they split that series, and Monroe's the number one seed there. But, um, you know, listen, you look at the teams they have beaten. I mean, the losses they have – I've been against quality opponents um, and St. Joseph McCutcheon. So I don't look at some of their losses as bad ones. They face good teams. Even, I mean, Somerville's a really good team and got off to a hot start. So I don't look at it that way. I, I do definitely think St. Joseph McCutcheon has a shot winning GMC. I don't know about that non-public group. RBC's going to be a big challenge to start things off. But, you know, Coach Murray has a very good group. Again, Colin Leaner's having a nice season, senior year, taking over the reins there um, for um, for the Falcons. Uh, Tyler Del Vecchio is having a nice sophomore season, playing a good first base for them. Eric Gonzalez is having a nice year. Mark Gialisi, um, <laughs> the Boston College commit to catchers, having a nice first, you know, I guess first we can say official varsity experience even though he was the starting catcher last year and that's not saying this tournament he's been doing pretty well for them so you know and they have a lot of arms you know which i think it's good he's kept a lot of his arms fresh this year murray which could really help them out especially in that gmc tournament so um we'll see what happens jimmy mulvaney's having a nice sophomore year and his first um you know start in the uh at varsity this year so um you know the falcons i think Still are the best team in the GMC. I think they will win it. It'll be interesting. Edison's no joke. They're going to be a tough one to c- compete against. Um, and South Brunswick, they face them in the final. That'll be a good matchup between those two teams. But I got the Falcons. They are number six on my list. At number seven, we go back to the shore and we go to Colts Neck, who has been playing very well. Um, they got the number one seed in Central Jersey Group Three, which be honest with you is anyone's ball game and the Cougars can definitely win that. You know, who could have thought, you know, you could have the Cougars in baseball and softball win their um, central Jersey um, sectional championships. Just unbelievable. They had a shot with girls and boys soccer this past year with the talent they have there. But, um, you know, the Colts are playing really well. I mean, they're five and six in their last six games, 14, six on the season. You know, their tough loss was to a good Middletown South team who's in the finals of the short conference tournament. They lost two to one there. I mean, you can't say enough of what Coach York has been able to do with his squad and how they've been playing. And like I mentioned, Central Georgia Group Three is anyone's ball game. The Cougs can definitely win it. You know that that semifinal is probably going to be the big one between either Wall or Allentown. But um, you know, if they can make it that far, Cole Snack. But um, they got a shot. They're they're a very good team. So they're number seven on my list. Number eight, like I just mentioned, Allentown, who's the number five seed. They are my um, number eight team in the standings. Um, 
The Redbirds upset by, um, you know, it's tough. You know, they were on path of maybe winning that CVC championship. They got upset by um, Hopewell Valley and, you know, in the semifinal. But, and then they lost to Hikestown, who hasn't had a bad season at all. But they've been picking it up. They've won their last couple of games and the number five seed in, you know, Central Jersey Group 3. They're going to have a tough matchup to start things off. I mean, you know, Jackson Liberty – Good shore conference opponent. You know, I, I just recently saw them. So, uh, you know, it's not going to be the easiest, you know, first round, but they have a shot with the talent they have to make a good run at a Central Jersey Group 3 championship, which we mentioned they had the opportunities to do before the season. You know, Merkel leading the way both at the plate and at it, on the mound. Him and Joey Domino, I mean, again, good left-handed, right-handed combo. Just like I mentioned with Potok and Crossfell at Jackson, Liber- uh, Jackson Memorial, excuse me. They can do the same thing in Group 3, um, Domino and Merkel for Allentown. They have the arms to make a run there. Uh, Justin Marcerio, you know, cancer survivor, doing just amazing things coming back um, to play his senior year for uh, the Redbirds. And then Matt Bethea as well, leading the way there in the home run department. They have the talent, Red Bank, I mean, um, Allentown to make a run in Central Jersey Group 3, which I keep mentioning anyone's ballgame. So the Redbirds – Number eight on my list. At number nine, um, I got Rainey. Rainey having a nice under the radar season um, there. I mean, they're 15 and four on the season. They're the number five seed in that non public South Jersey group B bracket, and they'll face Rutgers prep in the first round. Um, but the Panthers, you know, haven't, you know, you can't really, you know, say they haven't done anything wrong. They've been playing pretty well. In baseball-wise, I think that was a big 11 nothing victory over Jackson Liberty says something because they're not a bad opponent. Um, you know, Manal, Penn, Marlboro, they have lost two in their last few games, but um, against the teams they play, they have dominated them. Um, big wins against modern-day prep. They've shut them out, beat St. Rose just recently. Um, you know, against their opponents, they've been playing really well. We'll see how they do when they face the other big dogs in the playoffs and all. But and we'll see how they do against like a, a Rumson Fairhaven next week in the Monmouth County tournament. But um, you know, Panthers, you can't say enough. They, they, again, fifteen four on the season. Um, you you got to be decent to do that, even with the ta- games you're playing. And they've done a really good job against them. So I have them at number nine on my list. And number ten, rounding out my top ten Central Jersey high school um, baseball rankings is Freel Township. They're number six in uh, Central Jersey Group Four. 13-7 on the season, and you look what they've done. I mean, swept Milltown North just recently, who, which is on a slide. I understand that, but you beat them twice. You beat Milltown South early on the year, two in a row. Um, you know, they have quality wins over Manalpin. I mean, Freel Township right now, they're top in the division. You know, I know they have like a two-game lead right now on Manalpin for that eight-division title, but they've been pl- North Division title. But, you know, Todd Smith has his squad playing very well. Um, they've won some pretty big games, you know, Christian Brothers Academy, they've beaten Howell, you know, quality opponents. So, um, you know, watch out for the Patriots. They could make a run possibly. I mean, then Middletown South in a quarterfinal, that should be a good matchup between those two squads. So um, they round out my top 10 rankings for Old Township um, at, you know, 13-7 on the season. So there you have it, my top 10 Central Jersey high school baseball rankings for this week.
And there you have it, folks, my top 10 high school baseball and softball rankings. Playoffs are just around the corner. This is what we've been waiting for, and the fun has begun. Before that, we got a fun tap of games this Saturday, semifinals of the GMC baseball tournament. There's softball tournament going on. You got short conference finals going on in girls and boys lacrosse and baseball and softball. You know, the fun has begun, and it's great to see championships being contended for in spring sports after a year away from it with the coronavirus pandemic. I hope you all have a great Memorial Day weekend. I hope the weather is okay. You know, I hope the rain kind of holds off on Saturday for those um, championship games and the other games going on. And that Sunday and Monday are at least de decent. Monday, they say, is supposed to be really nice, but everybody can enjoy their holiday weekend and the unofficial start of summer. So I wish that happens there. Um, you know, please follow me at SBAS underscore sports for all live updates on what is going on with these championship games and the playoffs and all that stuff. I'll be running around this upcoming week trying to cover as many as I can. Um, same thing on Saturday, you know, with the short conference championships next week with the playoffs, the GMC softball and um, baseball championships are next weekend. Um, softball Saturday, baseball Sunday, I believe. So trying to get to those. So going to be running around. It's going to be running around, going to be having some fun and everything else. After a year off, it doesn't bother me. I was telling people this. I just I just love covering <laughs> these games. It's, it's fun to cover, fun to interact with the, with the players, the coaches, um, the fans. It's great. And, um, you know, if the weather's nice, it's great to be outdoors, right, after being indoors for a year. So, um, you know, I'm looking forward to it. I hope you all, too. If you haven't um, checked out some of the stories I've written on CentralJersey.com, please do. I got a nice recap of the Bordentown softball team and the run they've been on um, as of late. Um, they beat Northern Burlington just recently, so it's now 13 in a row. But um, they've been having a really great season. They're 15-1. and one. Please check that out. Um you know, um, my story on Colts Neck advancing to the championship game. Again, I want to thank Ava Metzger for coming on the podcast and speaking about her performance this year and also Colts Neck making it to the short conference championship game. So if you want to get more info on how they made it, please check out that story and all other news and notes. If you're a news person, an update on the uh, Bordentown City Commissioner's election, they're finalized, the people, you know, the three commissioners were elected, Please check that out. Um, I know the New Jersey uh, Treasury Director of Communications, Jennifer Scorgentino, who um, became the new mayor. I talked to her a bit and some of her plans. I just recently tweeted out. She talked more in depth about that. So please check that out. So And everything else that's going on in your town, if you want to look at Howell or Tri-Town new stuff, go to CentralJersey.com. New strangeship stuff from now, in Marlboro, the Colts, like the free old go there. All that stuff, go to CentralJersey.com. I'm just a plug, right? So um, please check that out. But um, thank you all for listening to my podcast. I hope you guys have a great Memorial Day weekend. Um, hopefully I'll see some of you guys out there this weekend as I cover some of the short conference championship games. And I uh, hope everyone has a nice weekend. And I hope everyone has a nice, safe, and healthy start to playoff season here in high school sports um, in Central Jersey. This is Stephen Bastin signing off from Bastin Interaction.